everybody. It's Burgess Power Hour, the very first one of 2020. Uh, we are going to be playing with our intentional visions for 2020 to start off the year with a bang. So uh, I'm going to leave all everybody open and unmuted so that you can just shout out where you're calling from. Well, Georgia. Florida. Orlando. New Jersey. Florida. Lawrenceville, Georgia. Okay. Do I have any others? Any other? Do we miss any states or countries? California. Yay. Got our West Coast girls. And guys, all right, do we have any of my Hawaii people? Are you here or England or anybody from the other side of the world? Okay, and thank you all for being here. I just wanted everybody to say where you're from and that we are a global community. We are a global community of conscious leaders empowering others to create a win-win world. And if you've never been to one of my Power Hour before, welcome, welcome uh, to the essence of being uh, whirlwind. (laughs) And those of you who have been with me for 100 years or those of you who have taken Essence of Being or any of our other programs or been with our uh, Conscious Leadership Academy throughout this past year, welcome, of course. And if you, uh, as you know, I like to do experiential things if you know what I do here. So you want to get out a pen and a paper uh, because you will be um, wanting to do a little bit of digging. I like to work with the subconscious. I like to have it more experiential. If you're driving, please do not do this. You will get a recording of this. If you registered for the Power Hour, you're going to get a recording. So uh, you'll be getting that through email. And uh, also I'll be putting it on our Facebook, Essence of Being page, uh, and probably in our EOB grad page if you're one of the Essence of Being grads. So you will get a recording of all of this in case you miss all the things I'm saying and you want to go back and listen. And also uh, so that you can maybe go through this uh, writing process that we're going to go through about our intentions and about our visions and who we are and how we're going to show up in the world. So I'm going to uh, leave it unmuted, but if I get a lot of background noise, I'll go ahead and mute everybody. You can mute yourself by hitting star six, and that will mute you. And then you can hit star six again, and that will unmute you, because as you know, I love to hear from you. So if you have questions or if you have comments or if you want to share anything about what you write down uh, a little bit later, I would love to hear from you. So you can hit star six, and that will unmute you as well. So that's all of the um, housekeeping. Let's get right to it. So a new chapter in life is waiting to be written. Yes? (laughs) So here are the new questions that you might want to ask yourself. To embrace all of this, to know that you're loved, answers to be discovered, and then we're going to live in this transformative year of delight and self-discovery. That's what I want to call it. So ask yourself, what are your hopes for the future? 
as you also reflect on the years that have passed. So gradually, as you become a curator of your own contentment, we are learning to embrace the gentle yearnings of our own hearts. That sounds really poetic, doesn't it? Hey, but that's the way it is. That's the way we roll here at Essence of Being. We wax poetic sometimes. But now for this year and the next, instead of writing down your resolutions for the year, we really want to write down our aspirations, your private intentions, and these longings that maybe you've kept tucked away until the time seems right. And what I'm asking you to do tonight, tomorrow, whenever you hear this, trust that now is the time. How often in the past have you turned away from all that is unresolved in your heart because you feared looking at it or questioning it? But what if you knew that a year from today you could be living the most creative, joyous, and fulfilling life you could imagine? What would it be? What changes would you make? How and where do you begin? So be patient with yourself toward all this and toward all that unresolved stuff that's in your heart. And try to love these questions, okay? The answers to all of this will come, but only after you know which ones are worth asking. So today, I want us to become aware that we already possess all the inner wisdom, all the inner strengths, and creativity needed to make our dreams come true. Can I get a yes, yes, yes on that, as my friends Nancy and Trish and Susan would say? Yes, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> yes. Is that Karen? Yes, yes, Hi, yes. Karen. <laughs> okay. So this yes, is hard yes, yes. for many of us, perhaps, to realize sometimes because the source of this unlimited personal power, it's buried so deeply Sometimes beneath all the bills we have to pay, and the carpools, and the deadlines, and the business trip, and the dirty laundry. So we forget about just stopping for a minute and accessing our inner resource. We come to that conclusion that I I think is flawed, but a lot of us do this. We think that our happiness and our fulfillment comes from external events. So this whole philosophy is around thought is creative and that if you can believe it, you can create it. Because external events usually bring with them some sort of change, right? And so people think, well, that's what made me change. But as you know, it's our intentions and it's us that makes a change inside because what I teach and what we know from doing this for 37 years is that all lasting change happens on the inside first. So we're going to be our catalyst. We're going to be our own catalyst for our own change. We possess all that we need to be genuinely happy. We really already have it. The way that we reach that awareness is through an inner journey. And that is what we're all about here, right? We're all about that emotional, spiritual, physical, psychological, physical, mental, and all that transformation that we are doing and being. There's a deep inner shift. I'm just reminding you of this, those of you who have been with me, and sharing this as a thought if you've never heard this before. 
So we're going to align right now what you want with the energy of the universe or God or great spirit or energy, whatever you want to call that higher self. So such change is possible when we invite that inner knowing and that universal divine spirit to open up the eyes of our awareness to the abundance and all the things that we choose to have that it's already ours. So there are six principles that can guide ourselves through our journey in this next year if you choose to. Okay, These are six threads of abundant living. So when we weave all this together, it can really produce a fabulous tapestry, okay? First, there's gratitude. When we do a mental and a spiritual inventory of all that we have, we realize that we really are rich. We are really rich indeed. The gratitude that we feel is is really what it's all about. If you go to that place of appreciation and gratitude, because... If you look around you right now, you're not sitting under a bridge, okay? You have people who love you. There are many, many things that you could focus on to be to be grateful for. So this gratitude that we feel gives way to simplicity, which is the second principle here, is simplicity, the desire to clear out. You can pale it down to realize the essentials of what we need to live or what we want. So just instead of piling on more stuff, just getting real with ourselves. What do we really, really desire? And not fill it up with things that make us feel even emptier. Because in one of our programs, Essence of Abundance, we talk about a lot of people buy stuff or try to fill up that empty space with stuff and money and things because they're trying to make themselves feel better. And by doing that, it, it avoids the pain that we feel maybe deep down inside sometimes. And then we feel emptier. So with that simplicity, it brings order, which is the third principle, order both internally and externally. So once we have a sense of order, when all that clutter is out from within us and outside of us, when we realize that clutter and a sense of order is there, our life can bring us harmony. And that harmony provides us with the inner peace. And that's the fourth principle is harmony. It, it really can provide us an inner peace that we need to appreciate perhaps, the beauty that surrounds us each day. Now, I understand that many things happen in, in your lives, right? We can look around and we can see everything but beauty. But beauty is the fifth principle, to really be present and see the beauty in everything. And once we do that, it opens us up to joy, which is our sixth principle here is joy so those principles are gratitude simplicity order harmony beauty and joy so let's get to it okay i'm assuming that many of you have already written a vision perhaps or even if you or you've thought about it even if you've written one or even if you haven't i'm going to help you with this process of intentionalizing what you are choosing to create so it will help you get clarity. So here's the process. 
And what I call a definition of a vision is something that you hold in your heart and in your head that you create from within. And it expresses itself outwardly. So my definition, and you can hold on to this if you choose, I invite you to feel into this definition of a vision. It's something that you hold in your heart and in your head that you create from within. And it expresses itself outwardly. If you can imagine it, see it, believe it, dream into it, that's a vision. We dream things. We imagine things. We hold in our heart and in our mind's eye the things that we truly are creating in our life and express that outwardly. Again, hopefully most of you, if not all of you, have that belief or are at least open to the belief that we can create our reality, that thought is creative and that we have the power and the ability to do so. So if you believe you can, you've got to have the battle one, right? So hopefully you're in alignment with that type of concept. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about right now what inspires you. Figuring out what inspires you most reveals what you value the most. So I want you to jot down one or two things that inspire you. And if you can't think of anything that inspires you, think of people that inspire you. Jot down one or two people or one or two things that you that really just get your juices flowing. For instance, I'll give you a for instance, you may be inspired by things like seeing your kids discover something or you might seeing your business expand or you get inspired discovering new universal truths or breaking through any kind of physical limitation. Or maybe you're inspired by spending time with friends or seeing people overcome challenges or saving the environment or seeing people awaken to purpose. Just jot jot down one or two things that inspire you. And like I said, if you can't think of anything, think of one or two people that inspire you and what inspires you about them. This is to get your juices flowing. You don't have to go into a big diatribe about it. Just kind of jot down one or two things. And you can always go back and do this process, okay? Once you've jotted down those one or two things, then ask yourself, what do you visualize or dream into? What do you dream into? These aren't fantasies, okay? I'm not talking about what you what do you fantasize about. I'm saying these should be things that you visualize for your life that slowly but surely is coming true. What do you dream for yourself? It may or may not actually come true this year. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But you're holding that. You're envisioning that. Something that you really want to visualize happening. like traveling around the world or setting foot in a different country or visualize spending time with your family. Maybe you visualize your business challenges being solved. Or maybe you visualize buying a new home or winning awards or writing that book. 
So just write down one or two things that you're visualizing and dreaming into existence. So I have background noise. If you have background noise going on, hit star six to un- to mute you, please. So finish up on jotting that down, and like I said, you can come back and do those two parts. What inspires you or who inspires you, and then what do you dream into? What are you visualizing to come true this year or at some point in your life that you really choose to have create? Now, just notice by, by me asking you to do that, if you had a thought that said, I can't, I don't know, I don't know what I want. Or just notice if you had a thought of, oh, that's just too big, it hasn't happened yet, so it's not going to happen. Or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or whatever thought you might have had that could have negated what you, just negating you even thinking about it. Just notice the thoughts that you have while you're writing down what you want what you're visualizing to create. So I'm going to speak into that a little bit later about what do I do when I have those thoughts. I'm too old, I'm too young, it's too big, it hasn't happened yet, it'll never work. You know, the Eeyore syndrome. I don't know if you guys know Winnie the Pooh. But Eeyore's a little donkey that it'll never work. Better not do it. So don't give in to your inner Eeyore, okay? Ooh, I like that. (laughs) I'll use that. Okay. Don't give in to your inner Eeyore. All right, what I want us to do now is I want us to rate ourselves right now because I always start off visioning by rating myself. And you might be surprised on how you rate yourself. So one being I'm not even close to where I want to be in this field or in this aspect. Ten, being I've absolutely achieved it, I'm on it, I feel total ownership, I've achieved all these things, I feel these things, I've got it going on. I feel like I've really accomplished what I've set out to do so far in my life. That's a ten. So rate yourself one through ten. Again, one being not even close, ten being I'm there and anywhere in between, and we're going to go into 13 different aspects. So all I want you to do at this point is just rate yourself 1 through 10, where you are right now in each of these aspects. Any questions about that before I start? There's 13 of them. Okay, going to rate yourself 1 through 10. All right, the first one is career. Where are you right now? How are you in your career? Where are you in your career? Of course, 10 being I'm at the pinnacle of my career, or maybe you're just starting out, or maybe you're feeling like you have to start over, or maybe you're almost there. So just rate yourself 1 through 10. Everything good, friend? So I need you to hit star 6 to mute yourself. Oh, good. Okay, I'm going to mute everybody. Okay, so you can unmute yourself by hitting star six. Okay, I already muted everybody, so you didn't have to listen to everybody else's conversations, okay? 
Number two, finances. Where are you financially? Are you where you want to be right now, or are you almost there? Are you just starting out with your finances, or where are you having to start over? Number three, physical health. Where are you physically? Where are you with your health and your physical appearance? One through ten. Number four, friends. Where are you with your friends? Are you being social? Do you have friends? Are you staying in contact and connecting with your friends? One through ten. Number five, family. How are you with your family right now, your family relationships in general? Number six, your significant relationships or your significant relationship. Do you have one? How's it going? One through ten. Is there room for improvement? Number seven, personal growth. Where are you with your personal growth? How's that going? Are you understanding or aware of who you are? Have you been looking within? Have you been doing any kind of self-actualization? One through ten. And all of you who are Essence of Being graduates, you should be a ten. I'm kidding. Okay. Number eight, fun Your fun quotient. Are you having fun? Your recreation. Have you had some time off? Where are you? Number nine, environment. Your physical environment, where you live. Are you in harmony with where you're living? Is it a sterile place? Is there a lot of chaos? Is it loving? Is it homey? Are you living in a van down by the river? Where are you? One through ten. And I've seen some pretty homey vans, so that's not a bad thing. Okay, number ten is mental. Your mental attitude. Are you actively applying the knowledge that you have? Do you feel like you're engaged mentally? Are you learning Number 11, sexuality. Where are you on your sexual scale or your sensuality? 1 through 10. Number 12, emotionally. Where are you emotionally? In other words, do you have a connection to your own feelings? Or are you feeling things that you've kind of numbed out? Are you numbed out this year? Where are you emotionally? And 13 is spiritual, your spiritual connection. Are you connected to a higher self, a higher power, a great spirit, universe, God? Are you in alignment? Have you connected with that this year? Where are you? So... Now that you've done your ratings on those 13 different aspects, just look at all of those aspects and see where you're at. In order for you to find out, you know the old adage, for you to go on a journey, you have to know two things, where you are and where you're going. Now you know where you are. 
You've rated yourself where you are now at this moment. So we want to intentionally vision a sense of where you would be if you were a 10 on any of those. And if you were 10 on any of those, yay, but you're not done yet. You haven't ascended. So you can go ahead and create a 20. What would a, so what would a 20 look like? What would a 10 if you haven't gotten there yet? What, what does it feel like? If I was a 10 on any of these aspects, um, what would it feel Birch, like? Who would be with me? Yeah. Burge, yeah. hi, this is Melissa from Miami. I have a question. Sure. Um, so when you said 10, wasn't 10 supposed to be what you are the least? No. One right? is the least, 10 oh. is the highest. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. All righty. Thank you. I, I got it the other way around. Thank you. You got it backwards. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse No, it. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Good question. Yeah, so what we what we're going for now is a ten is the is the pinnacle. That's the one, right? That's where you've you're owning it. You got it going on. You're feeling it. So if you're not a ten on any of those, who would be with you? What would it feel like? How would I show up? What would it look like? So you can dream into that, and all of those aspects. You can look at all the aspects and go, okay, where am I? the least and where am I the most? And you look at what you wrote down as far as your vision, as far as your inspirations, you know, who inspires you, what inspires you, and you can see your values in that. That that does reveal to you what you value the most. Are you living it? Does anybody have anything you want to share before I move on about how to what we do next with this? And all you have to do is hit star six if you want to share something. Okay. So my question would be, all right, you've got all of this in front of you about where you're at. So by writing your ten on each of these aspects or dreaming into it, would you be creating new skills or would you be having fabulous adventures? What is it? Dream into it. Maybe what people you'd want to be closer to. So when I say intentionally visualize, it means you're using all of your senses. Sometimes you don't know what you really want. So if you don't know what you really, really want, start with what you don't want. Because everybody knows what that is. You know what you don't want And at that point, just start there. Start where you are right now, and please don't should on yourself. I should have already been a 10 by now. Why am I not a 10? I should have, should have, should have, would have, could have. Please don't do that. Because when you, you, people have heard me say this, when you should on yourself, it gets messy, right? Ha, ha, ha. So shooting really brings up a lot of guilt. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, when you're vibrating guilt around any of this, you are sending out a vibration of guilt and you will attract punishment because guilt demands punishment. And what that means is you're not doing it consciously, 
But when you're vibrating that sense of guilt, either you're going to attract something to you or someone to you to punish you, or you're going to punish yourself and self-sabotage. So guilt is never a good feeling place to go to. So if you keep shooting on yourself, that's the first feeling that you go to is the guilt. So you might... Again, if you don't know what you want, start with what you don't want, and that's, you know, you can start at your ones, if you have any ones down there. You know, you don't want to feel that, right? You don't want to be there, right? So look at when you're intentionalizing and you're writing your vision for all those 13 aspects, you, you might want to put any breakthroughs that you want to have. If you, if you don't have a 10 on any of those aspects, write down the breakthroughs in that area that you want to have or that you choose to have this year. Also, any insights that you choose to create. So I'm giving you little clues and tips that you can use in your visions. Look at those and say, how, what challenges do I choose to resolve this year? And one of my favorite sayings that I always share with people is trust and allow and don't ask how. Maybe you don't know how to resolve some of the challenges. But you can use that mantra, trust and allow and don't ask how. And perhaps in all of this, look at things that you can let go of. Taking up space in your life. So anything that you resent, anything that you have grievance for, just choose to let it go because it hurts your heart. Just let it go, you know, because your heart's hurting when you hold on to those resentments and grievances. So your breakthroughs, your insights, your challenges that you've resolved, any adventures you want to have, people to get close to, things to let go of, new skills to learn. That's what you can kind of kind of get your juices flowing in those directions to create a 10 on any of those aspects. So you write your vision. Instead of doing resolutions for the year, you write your vision like it's already happened, and you're reflecting on all those different aspects. You're expecting it. What that does, if, you've, if it's already happened, you're living in it. You're appreciating it. You love it into existence. So expect it to actually happen. So you write your vision like it's already happened. Wow, that was awesome this year. 2020 was an awesome year. Here are all the things that I went through, the challenges I resolved, the insights I had, the breakthroughs, the adventures, the people I got close to, the new skills I learned, the things I let go of, the insights I had. So expect it to actually happen. However, don't be attached to it, okay? Commit to it. Commit to the journey, not the outcome, because you can always say, I choose this or something better. I'm creating this or something better, and it's happening in divine time or in perfect time. You can be very specific with your vision, very specific with what you'd like and what you're choosing and creating, and you can always say, I choose this or something better, and it will happen in perfect time. I want it to happen this year. However, I know it will happen in perfect time. 
So, of course, I always say choose to happen, not want to happen. Choose is a more powerful uh, declarative. It's a, it's a different vibration when you say I choose for this as opposed to I want this to happen. So be mindful about the languaging and choose it. So what I, what I mean by commit to the journey, not the outcome, or expect it but not be attached to it, many people really get tripped up. They get tripped up in their visions and in their thoughts that they want it to happen now and they want it to happen a certain way to get very attached to the way it comes. So that can limit us on how it comes. Expect it to happen but not be attached to how it comes or when it comes. And what that will do, it opens up a whole other way for the universe or God to bring it to you. You've got all your guides and your angels and whatever you believe in and all those resources that are there providing this for you that you may not even have thought of. So don't put your filters on. Say it's got to come this way in this time because you could be limiting how it comes to you and when it comes to you because you're so you've got your you've got your little filters on. So be aware and pay attention. And kick the tires. Go test drive the car. Okay, go kick the tires. Test drive the car if that's what you want. You want a new car, you choose to have it. Pretend like it's yours. Imagine it. Believe it. Dream about it. Focus on it. Everybody knows how to do vision boards now, I think. I used to call them treasure maps back in the early uh, 80s, late 70s. Cutting out pictures and words, you know, and putting it up in front of you so that you see that every day. It focuses your attention on what you're creating. It's a visceral connection that you have that you can create and look at it every day. And say, hey, that's coming to me. And I created my house by visualizing my house. I walked by it every day. I did a walk. And I walked by this house and I said, I'm, that's going to be my house. I went into the house. I broke in. I'm not saying do that, but I would break into the house. It was empty. <laughs> and I would just sit in the house. <laughs> and I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to have this house. This is my house. I choose this house. I don't know how. I don't know when. But this is going to be my house or something better. And I absolutely bought the house. And I'm not going to go into all the details of how it happened, but it was awesome. And this stuff really works. It really, really works. I imagined it. I visualized it. I kicked the tires. So oftentimes when things don't go our way, and let's say you've done visions before. Let's say that you've done affirmations. Or you've done things where you're like, yeah, I've done that and it hadn't happened yet. So what do you do? You beat yourself up. You beat your head against the wall and say, why hasn't it happened yet? So what I'm going to speak to you about right now is compartmentalizing. This is what happens to many people, especially people that are conscious and in the conscious community, like Essence of Being, our conscious leadership and all of that. We we compartmentalize, many of us. So what I mean by that is when we get distracted and when things happen in a way where you don't feel whole and complete inside, a lot of us will stop in our tracks and not be able to communicate or speak or allow ourselves to experience or feel 
because we're too afraid. We're too afraid sometimes of what we might find out when all of our parts are together. In other words, many of you like to put your dark places in a little hole somewhere and to keep it there, and you keep it at bay. A lot of times when those dark spaces want to be nurtured and looked at and acknowledged that they're there, they get louder and they get louder and they get louder. And many of us will keep pushing them away and try to keep them back in their corner. Go back in that hole. I don't want to look at you. So there's a lot of resistance to just allowing them to be. And what happens, why we beat ourselves up around all of this, what happens is that it drains our energy. And it focuses our attention on all the things that are not working and all the things you don't like. So what I'm speaking about is learning not to push all those dark spaces or all the things you don't want into a hole, but to allow them to experience it. Allow them to be part of you because it is part of you. Instead of saying, well, I don't want to feel this way, or I don't want this in my life, or, well, I don't like this part about myself, or I don't like this vibration or that vibration, what I'm speaking about is a whole other level of how to understand duality of what you want and what you don't want, and light and dark. Let's just say that the light part is where you feel good and you like this part of you and you think, well, that's great, all is well, and you're, you know, you're really positive about yourself. And then the dark place can be identified as all the things you don't want and all the things you do not like about yourself and what you haven't done yet and all the circumstances that seem to be surrounding you. So, of course, what many of us try to do, we do affirmations, we try to stay positive, and when these little dark spaces, they keep nipping at our heels from the negative things in our life or the thoughts or beliefs that keep coming up. They keep nipping at our door, and people try to push it away and slam the door and not let those dark spaces in. But see, what happens, they get louder, and they get louder, and they get louder, and that's why oftentimes when you're saying you don't want something and it continues to grow and grow and grow because it wants to be heard and it wants to be acknowledged because it's part of you. So if you accept this concept, it's a little bit beyond that vibration of a lot of people from a basic understanding of how law of attraction works and how vibrations work. It can really get trippy here. So it's moving toward that feeling place of oneness, of not having the duality of the good and the bad, but embracing the whole, the whole person, embracing yourself, that you're complete and whole with all of the work and all the good things and all the, quote, bad things all at once. So when you say, hey, I choose to be healthy or I want to feel fitter or I choose more money in my life or I want to be loved, then what you're doing when you say those things, oftentimes it immediately brings up, well, I'm not that right now. I don't have it now. And the longing part is the part that it really wants to come out. You have this longing feeling, many of us, and we try to push that away. We push that away wanting something and realizing that you don't have it. And then the sadness comes up. But you don't have it yet. And then you try to push the sadness away. 
So what I'm saying is that when you make a declarative statement like, I choose more money, and the next millisecond of thought that comes out is, I don't have it yet, but I know it's coming. That's one place that a lot of people go to. So what I'm suggesting is you say, I choose more money in my life. And when you feel, if you do, if you feel that little feeling of, I don't have it yet, to say that in a way or think and feel that in a way, it's natural for you to feel that way. It's not something to be pushed aside so that you end up punishing yourself for being negative or punishing yourself for thinking that. It's not supposed to be. I'm not supposed to think those thoughts. I don't want to create it. So what happens is we compartmentalize the good and the bad. And what I'm suggesting is we embrace it all. It's not good or bad. It's just part of us. So what happens is you'll not fight as much to keep your dark side in a hole because you'll acknowledge it and just move on. You acknowledge it with the same amount of love that you do with things that you want. For instance, one of our great teachers, Jesus, or Buddha, said, you know, that's why they were able to work with people. And they did that because of embracing all of the words and embracing all the negative parts and embracing all negative things, looking at that person in a whole complete way. And when that longing comes up or the sadness comes up, when you're looking at that perfect scenario that you can love that part of you, and see that part of you, and that is part of who you are, and it's not anything that needs to be discarded, that's when you can be free. So when you say to yourself, hey, I want to have more money, or I choose to have more money, and you don't have it from that point, when you feel or say to yourself, I don't have it, you have two choices. You either could say, I know it's coming, Because, of course, that's what we've taught all these years, to say that, right? To focus on what you choose. Focus on what you want. I know it's coming. And you think positively. Or you might say, it's not here yet, and then you long for it. Then you go into a spiral of punishment that you don't have it yet. So when you go into the spiral of punishment, wanting to keep that at bay because it doesn't feel good, Therefore, that's when people either numb out because they, they want to not feel they want to not not feel good, or they allow themselves to embrace that part and say, you know what, I know that I'm longing for it, I know that I'm feeling somewhat sad about it, and that's okay. I acknowledge the fact that I feel sad about that, and I know that it's on the way. In other words, most people leave out that step. Most people do that spiritual bypass thing. Most people want to skip from, I would like to have more money, please, and they quickly go to, and I know it's on its way. When what could be really happening in the underbelly inside is when you say, hey, I really want to have more money, and your first thought is, I don't have it yet, and there's a slight thought of, I'm sad or I'm frustrated, or that slight feeling that comes from whatever thought is that that I don't have it yet. That is the feeling place that people try to numb out or push away and put it back in its hole. Say, I don't want you in my thoughts. I don't want you I don't want to feel this. Therefore I'm going to now change my mind and numb out is what can happen. 
So what I'm saying is that if you have that statement, I want more money, and your thought is, but I don't have it, and the feeling is I'm sad and frustrated, then from that point you can say that. You say, I know that it's on its way, and I feel sad and frustrated. You're acknowledging that you're sad and frustrated. You're not trying to push it away, that feeling. You're acknowledging it. You embrace it as part of yourself, and that's loving yourself into what you want. It's Even though it's sort of like a child, right? Even though they, they may act up at times, our kids act up, and even though they may do negative things, you still have unconditional love for them. Or your pets, they may be pooping on the carpet, but you still have <laughs> unconditional love for them no matter what they do or say or think or feel. So why can't we do that for ourselves? This is how you embrace and love yourself completely and intentionally vision all of the, this is this is the trippy part, okay? If you don't leave out the step of acknowledging your feeling place for not being able to have what you want, all I'm saying is when you make that declarative statement and you feel a slight refocus of sadness or longing, say, yeah, it's not here yet, and I feel that, and I know it's coming. Try not to resist that because once you acknowledge the feeling place, it dissipates. It doesn't keep coming up. You're saying, okay, I see you. I feel you. I get you. I'm not going to focus on it, but I see that you're there, so you can't hurt me, but I see you. So let me give you an example of how this works, a powerful story about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. Imagine yourself as Dorothy, okay, and you're in this black and white world, and everything in it has a duality of right and wrong, black or white, up or down, good or bad. So you have this thought of living in this environment saying, you know what, is this all there is? Isn't there something else for me over the rainbow? Somewhere over the rainbow. And all of a sudden this big storm comes. And the storm is created from that desire that you want something. That storm you created from the the desire of wanting to know that there's something on the other side of the rainbow. And because of the storm, it lifts you into a duality, not the duality of thought, but more of a duality of, hey, this is real or unreal. Which is it? So when you come to the storm and you're spinning around in the eye and you get to this new place, you open up the door. And there's color. You open the door and all of a sudden from a black and white world, you see color. You see new beginnings. You see new beings. You see things that are unusual and inspiring. You're awakening that power within you. So if you're Dorothy and you're walking down the yellow brick road to find the wizard, that yellow brick road is your golden opportunity to come to the Emerald City and, of course, the Emerald of your heart center, that Emerald Heart Center, your heart chakra. In other words, when you're following the Yellow Brick Road to the Emerald City, you're being showered. And you you have guides following you all along with the goal of finding your abundance, finding your joy, finding your home. There's no place like home. Finding your thoughts, the scarecrow, Finding your courage, the lion. Finding your love, the tin man. And that's when you write your vision. 
So hopefully that helps you understand how this works, that when you have a desire and you write your vision and you intend what you want in life, what can come up, so bringing up that desire can bring up all those other feelings of loss or I don't have it. It can bring up feelings not being able to remember things. It can bring up sadness. It can bring up all these things. And you use that to lift yourself up and say, wow, that's part of me. I acknowledge that. And now I choose to create what I want. I'm not going to resist how I'm feeling. Just as Dorothy was opening herself up, right, to a new world, there are new things for us to see and experience and feel. And that's what's happening with us. When you have a desire, the storm may come, but it will dissipate if you choose to just walk through the storm. Walk out the door and see the color. See the color. See the world in a new way. But many people get caught up in the storm and the chaos, and they stay there, and that's what they focus on. And that's what we get afraid of. We don't want the storm, but the storm is a renewal. So just remember, don't punish yourself because of where you're at or what your thoughts are or your feelings are. You don't have to bypass them either. So my suggestion is don't bypass them and just say, I don't want to feel that. Just say, hello, embrace it. I see you. I know you're there. I know this is part of me. and This is what I intend. Right now I'm creating this. I love you unconditionally. Love yourself into your vision. Put your vision in front of you, okay? Write your vision. Read it. I put it, I put it next to my computer. Do your vision boards when you need to be inspired or when you forget, why am I here? What am I doing? Love yourself through that because you are whole and complete. If you truly want to feel at one and at peace, you have to envision and embrace all of it. There is no duality. And I understand it can be hard sometimes, but I'm here to remind us that all our feelings have validity. It's just a matter of embracing them and not resisting it and moving through it and opening that door to the new world. So when you need to be inspired... Read your vision, look at your vision boards, love yourself through all of that. And I will be speaking, by the way, at the Global Vision Conference 2020 this Saturday down in Fort Lauderdale from 10 to 5. Oddly enough, it's about visioning. So I'll be there from 10 to 5 speaking, and if you go to thevision.love it's T-H-E-V-I-S-I-O-N dot love you can see more about it and if you choose to and you want to be able to play more in this realm with us, us with Essence of Being with our Conscious Leadership Academy February 1st we're having our first live experience Essence of Abundance it's a one day and check it out go to essenceofbeing.com slash E-O-A, which stands for Essence of Abundance. So go to essenceofbeing.com slash E-O-A, and that will give you more information about the one day coming up February 1st. And, of course, our first Essence of Being this year is in March, March 13th through the 15th. 
Does anybody have anything they want to share or ask questions or say about that? And I'll tell you about next our next power call coming up. And I'll unmute you now. Okay, you're all unmuted now. Does anybody have anything they want to share or talk about or experience or? Hello, I've unmuted everybody, so you can all talk. Say again. Aloha, John Ann from Portland. Hi, Portland, Joanne. Hello, John Ann. John Ann. John Ann. Hi, honey. Hi. Hello, dear. Thank Hi. you for just really wonderful work you're doing and wonderful sharing and wonderful aligning of all this eternal wisdom and joy. Really, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My purpose, right? <laughs> Take yes. one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> and united missions, united purpose, dancing yes. the dream away. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Anyone else want to say anything or share anything before I talk about next month? Hi, Bird. Um, I just wanted to um, say it's wonderful to actually be on the live Power Hour because when I am in the UK, I never get through and I always enjoy listening to it after the event. Um, Just to touch base on um, the visualization uh, because it's it's an interesting uh, narrative um, and I think I used to get quite confused because I'd visualize it. But now as I uh, do go to bed, I try to actually walk through and imagine that X or Y has already happened. I mean, I'm in a position where I'm starting a new cycle. Um, and I have, having uh, met you in the first place, I uh, feel very aligned and joyful and um positive and uh, I have a lot of wisdom in terms of life adversities and making positive changes um, but it's interesting um, to understand um, is it like the best way is to visualize that you've already uh, you maybe perhaps uh, let's give an example so say if somebody did want um, something to particular happen or to obtain that new career or that job is that you actually uh, uh, when you're awake, you visualize what that feels like. You're walking down the road, you go into the interview, you, 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 you have the conversation, you have the handshake, and then you, you, you visualize being told that you have that job or that this is possible, that something's made possible. That's kind of what I was um I love thinking. that. No, I love that. But the thing, the thing you have to remember about that is this or something better. So many people, when they visualize like that, they, 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 walk through every piece of the scenario like it's already happened and they're reflecting on it. Oh, it was awesome and this is what happened and this is what I'm I'm imagining it, I'm dreaming it, I'm visioning it, it's awesome, which is great. You can do that, but remember to say this or something better because you don't want to um, what you don't want to do is to be um, locked into it's got to be this way even though I'm visualizing it and even though I'm imagining it and even though I'm being very specific, I know it's going to happen in perfect time or divine time. And I'm open to it happening, this this to happen or something better. I always want to add that on to it because it opens you up so that you're not really attached to it happening exactly the way you envision it. So it's like also accepting that it, you know, it's not going to be exactly in that detail. It's being sort of... 
But it's, it's a bit like a fairy tale. I mean, I've lived my life in a fairy tale, no matter what it is. <laughs> but what I mean is, is that when you're visualising it, don't necessarily uh, focus on the fact that that's, it, it will be exactly like that. It's like surrendering to well, the universe. Yeah. So for instance, yeah, like I said, for instance, when I, bought, when I got this house, you know, I would always say, I, I can visualise it in my mind about what I, how I want to feel when I'm in a house. What, is, what does home feel like to me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is what I choose to have. This is what I prefer. And then that's in my mind. And then I actually not just visualized it, but I actually embraced it in a physical way where I actually went to the house and said, this is the house I want. This is my house. It's going to be my house. And I'm going to feel into it. I'm going to walk into it. I'm going to play with it. I'm going to kick the tires. And this or something better. I'm not attached to when it comes or how it comes or if it's even this house. It's going to be this or something better. Yeah. So I let go of the attachment of my own constraints because if you do that, like I said, the universe has so many resources that we don't even maybe have understand how to tap into right now, and we can allow it to come in a different way or a different face, a different purpose, a different everything. And so... I always want to always add that on in divine time or in perfect time and this or something better. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So you, yeah. so you can do it so you can visualize it in your mind and you can actually go kick the tires if you if it's available. You know, if you can't if you say I want to go live in Fiji and you can't go over to Fiji right now, okay? You can put your dream board up, you know, make your pictures, put your visualization of what's going, uh, it's in front of your face all the time. You're always looking at Fiji, right? And you're breathing into it and you're dreaming it and you're imagining it and this or something better. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, the part that I want to really hone in on, though, that's uh, that's different, I feel, for a lot of people that talk about visions and how to create them and you know, reflect on them like it's already happened because it puts you in a whole different um, mindset. It puts you in a different vibration. Is also remember if you have any other feelings other than this is happening and it's going for I'm going for it and it's happening. If you have any feeling whatsoever, don't push it away. Just say, oh, there you are. Yeah, I feel like it's sad and frustrating, and I you know it may not work. I, I see you. I feel that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I acknowledge you. I, I get it. And I choose to move on. Instead yeah. of going, oh, my God, I can't feel that next spiritual bypass. Okay, yeah. Because believe me, that feeling will keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up because you haven't acknowledged it. Okay, yeah. And that can, that's, like I said, it can get trippy, but that's what I would suggest. Thank you, honey. I appreciate you being on the call. Lovely to be so, here. Pardon? It's lovely to be here. Yes. Yes, my British friend. <laughs> Stiff up a lip. So with that, uh, the next uh, power call that we're going to do is in February. Remember, it's always the third Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it will be February 19th is the next one. And it's going to be on gratitude and self-love. I know we could all get some dosing of that because it's around Valentine's Day, so we're going to love on ourselves, okay, and feel the gratitude. 
And even if it's just a most of you probably already know all this stuff. It's just reminders. It's good to have a reminder, and it's good to have a community. It's good to have people that you can reflect yes. on and can connect with you in this way. Yes? Yes. And so that is what our Conscious Leadership Academy is all about. That's what Essence of Being is all about. We are a global movement of conscious leaders, empowering other people to create a win-win world. And go to essenceofbeing.com, look at the Healing Forest uh, tab, because we're going to Africa again in April, and we're opening up our Conscious Leadership Academy building in Liberia, Africa. We've been teaching there um, almost a year now with this, and now the kids are going to get graduated, and the adults are going to be there for vocational training. So just FYI, if you feel called to, we'd love to have you come play with us there and also to donate because they need a lot of support. And so we are a nonprofit, so you can get a tax write-off if you need that. So just keep that in mind. So go ahead and donate to our um, Healing Forest Foundation, and you'll see that on our site too, essenceofbeing.com. All right, so I'd love to have people come with us to Africa. We'll be in Italy in May and uh, all over the place doing all of this beautiful experiences that we have. So uh, without further ado, I don't like to say goodbye. I just want to say see you next time, everybody. Aloha. 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 Thank you. Bye, Thank you. Thank you. Great call. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Great call. You're awesome. You're welcome. My pleasure. I can't wait to see everybody. Come play with me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. Okay, good night.